Well, hello, here we are. My name is Sebastian from socialanxietysolutions.com and I'm here with... Uh, Sebastian Jamal, I'm from Germany and I'm also an ex-sufferer of social anxiety, so... Wouldn't you? Go figure. Um, <laughs> so, um, I just want to give you a brief introduction if you've never heard about my work. I um, am a former social anxiety disorder sufferer, as I said, and I'm also a social confidence coach. I've been coaching people with social anxiety to overcome their social anxiety and feel calm and at ease in social situations. Since 2009, I ramble really quick because you know I want to get into the interesting stuff. And what is the interesting stuff? Well, I'm gonna uh, interview this man here, <clears throat> who's a former client who reached out uh, yesterday or the day before by email saying, hey, right. I'm in Bali, <laughs> wanna meet up? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go for lunch. And we were talking and he's been doing uh, very well. So I asked him the big question, do you wanna do a little interview? And uh, he said, well, if some people could be helped by it, then yes. And yeah, people can definitely be helped by this. Uh, so yeah, it's a good time. All right, so um, I guess I'll ask questions and then we take them from there. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so it's always interesting for people to hear kind of what the, what the pre-story is or kind of what the, what the situation <coughs> itself was of the social anxiety. Right. Like why you reached out initially to, you know, why was that? Um, what was the main problem or worse? Yeah, so, so for myself, it was pretty intense. Um, like, from my perspective, I suffered from actually severe social anxiety because, like, at the lowest point, I wasn't really able to go to work normally. I worked from home, and um, I didn't, uh, didn't leave my house for, 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 for that long, and um, I really had trouble, big trouble to... To hold eye contact, um, I had a lump on my throat. Not only in certain situations, but like over days, over weeks, and uh, so this was a pretty tough time for me. Um, however, I felt I felt like it, and um, other people might didn't really experience that, you know, that trauma or that pain um, as I felt it. So, um, so there's always, you know, very subjective perspective of your anxiety and uh, I know how it feels and it doesn't feel feel good and um, yeah looking back every minute that I invested in you know talking about my problems and doing EFT was more than worth it mm. and for myself it is it's changed tremendously like my life changed completely it was very good before that and then you know certain things happened and I suffered from yeah, social anxiety probably over two or three years three or four years maybe and uh, and then we started to work and I started to make progress and I think always if you you know if you make some progress you know you know there's there's a solution at the end of it so that was quite helpful and if I look back it didn't take that that long time, yeah. you know. So yeah. I just yeah. checked. I uh, point to my laptop that's here, and uh, I uh, when I work with a client, I keep case ha histories. I get a client form, <clears throat> and uh, I also each session I make a couple of notes. It's not that much, but I little uh, little summary for myself as to uh, what we worked on, what's up, what might what I might ask my 
uh, client about next time or what is a topic that I still have to poke into a little right. bit uh, and uh, we had uh, 13 sessions so that's usually uh, we week we uh, we work a, a week apart but I think there was longer in between certain sessions so yeah. I think it's more been a period over say three to six months wouldn't you say so yeah yeah like three four five months yeah and uh, okay so I want to know more about the actual problem so what was it for you back then in terms of eye contact like what would happen when you were in a social situation in uh, you know um, well it started for me it started everything started at work actually so um, especially talking to you know people that that were like above my grade for example I um, had problems first initially just talking to them without a lump in my throat so mm. I would have um, not the, the normal voice I would have you know this 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 pressure here my my um, um, you know in this part and yeah. then also when I when I hold eye contact I would look down I would look sideways and it would be really weird just to hold eye contact like this mm. like I would look left I would look right and shifty and I always tried you know or thought about my movements that was the main subject in a conversation. I didn't really concentrate on what we were talking about. I was concentrating on myself. Mm. What did I do? How was my hands movements? Right. My hand movements? <laughs> How did I, like, I would ask myself these weird questions and I would try, okay, maybe he didn't find me that weird because I was, you know, holding eye contact for three seconds and that, and all these questions and if you have that, then you can't really concentrate on the conversation because, yeah. like, you have so much going around in your head that you're uh, simultaneously have to think about, okay, what are we talking about? And right. Especially at work, and you know, and you're not connecting. No. Right. Not, not at all. Yeah. You're analyzing constantly. Right. Am I am I doing a good enough job? Right. Is this uh, am I being weird, you know? Is is this way the right way to come across? Should I look in that way? How do I avoid looking bad? Right. You know. How how can I, you know, just um hide what I have in myself because I am weird. I something is wrong with me. That right. was a belief that was deeply yeah. deeply in myself yeah. at that point. Right. Um, it didn't like it wasn't that case for all my life, but at that time um, I took some evidence and changed my subconscious belief that changed my subconscious beliefs. Yeah, and then at that point I was um, I was just managing my anxiety. Yeah, I was just managing hiding and just trying to make a good impression to um, to Initial or at the end, I think just to you know to get approval from someone, you know. Yeah. So, so that was a pretty intense time, pretty, pretty painful time because I think social anxiety is a really painful situation to live in, and if you if you don't work at it, if you don't do something, it just doesn't go away. Yeah. You, know? you have to. Um, I think probably each case is different, but um, um, there certainly there, are, um, some some causes that are that are the same for, for most of them. Yeah. Um, or most negative beliefs, for example, and, and you just have to work on it. Yeah, that's right. Um, what, what was like the, 
What was the, the, the thing that was most difficult about dealing with social anxiety or most frustrating in, in your life? <clears throat> um, initially, it was just identifying that it was social anxiety. Okay. Because I went to, for example, um, to, to some, yeah, some doctors or some, you know, initially I didn't even, even know that I had social anxiety. I just knew, okay, I was really fucked up and I don't know if it was also a little bit depressed and, and I couldn't really distinguish, okay, what... Perfectionism for sure. Perfectionism. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really identify the problem and then I just looked on Google, I just looked on YouTube and then I, some, some... At some point, I just saw you know a video of yours, and I started actually with Tony Robbins, who's also a very, yeah, very positive energy, and that kind of led me to 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 believe that you know that I can change my life, you know that there is something good out there, and that is that it is possible to change. Yeah. So that was like the first bridge, and then I moved to you know to energy psychology to to EFT, and at the first time, I mean. I looked at it and I was like, okay, there's no point I'm doing that because it's just weird. Um, but if you're desperate enough, then um, then you just try it. Right. And I tried it and then I saw like, I was at that time I worked um, in a different city in Munich in Germany and uh, I was at a, like a hotel job. So I stayed over at the hotel for my work and each um, like evening I was sitting in the hotel room and I was practicing EFT and I really I, you just really feel that energy is moving in your body and that while doing it while saying all these things that that you feel really relieved after that mm. and um, and that was the starting point where you start to believe in it and start to 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 see differences in your life yeah you know because yeah. I'm a big believer that you attract that that like that you attract something in your life that you're like that you are you know mm. the energy that you have inside of you that you attract that so the attraction of law well, law of attraction um, yeah so now it's better and uh, okay. and every minute was worth it to okay. work in it good we'll get to that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what you said about EFT like I started trying it and I noticed things shifting in my body. Prior to that, I heard uh, Tony Robbins and that gave me the idea of like, wow, I really can change my life. Yeah, awesome. Good on Tony. And, uh, and then you tried uh, some tapping and you noticed shifts in your body and that helped you realize, wow, I can actually change. Why I repeat that is because that's why I make some of these tap-along videos. These tap-along videos are not to get rid of your social anxiety once and for all. Like I have people commenting on these videos saying, oh wow, you know, I have such a profound shift. How often do I need to tap along with this video before my social anxiety is gone forever? Yeah, it's not like that. This is just a taste of what is possible. Um, I'm, uh, with, with a tap along like that, I'm just giving you an experience of what the tapping can do. But the tapping actually needs to, apply, needs to be applied to the right issues uh, in the right way over a period of time. You know, your social anxiety consists of a certain amount of aspects, smaller parts. And when you say 17 or 77 smaller parts make up your social anxiety. And with tapping, you can get rid of one of them and another then and another and another and another. 
and your social anxiety starts to shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink and get smaller and smaller and smaller. And as a result, you have more comfort, more ease, more control, emotional control, the good kind. Um, you know, you'll feel better about yourself. You'll start to be able to uh, actually enjoy social situations because you can connect with people, you have fun and so on. But it's a progressive getting rid of these smaller parts. And when you apply uh, the tapping in the right way to the right targets, then say that you have seven, seven, 77 parts. I'm just making this up as I go, all right? Don't get attached to the 77. Then you get rid of one, seven, okay, now you only have 76. That one is not gonna come back anymore, right? So it's a matter of, okay, take, take away another one. Now I only have 75, take away another one. Now I only have 74 parts making up my social anxiety. My social anxiety becomes less small. And in the beginning, that might be small, gentle changes, but sometimes, you get, you know, certain, certain parts of those 77 are this small and certain parts are this big. And when you address one of these really big ones, then you have a profound shift. And then all of a sudden you find that normally your anxiety in a social situation is uh, nine out of 10 and it drops to not being there or it drops to like a one or two out of 10 in strength. So that's when you get profound shifts and changes, but you don't know which part of that's gonna be. So it's a progression over time where you work on doing, doing that. Okay, good. So you, <laughs> so you reached out and uh, you had that problem. And uh, tell, me, tell me what you told me earlier about the credit card. Just, the credit just, card? Yeah, oh, just, yeah. just, just because it's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so, um, so, so I went to, to your website and I just, uh, just thought about, you know, okay, you, I think you offered this 20-minute just talk, you know, yeah. and yeah. Um, so I said, okay, well, there is no, no hurt in doing that. So right. I signed up and then we had this, the conversation and at that time it was pretty bad and... Uh, and I think you also felt that, you know, that, that um, this wasn't just, you know, uh, like uh, you can do that in one or two sessions. It's probably a little, take, takes a little, little bit longer. Yeah. So, um, so you just said, well, you know what, Nihad, just get your credit card. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, I was thinking, okay, now he just tries to sell me. I'm a slick uh, salesman. <laughs> right. But um, at the same time, I was... I, I mean, I was really desperate for help, yeah. and um, I knew that if I if I continue life like that, that's not the life I want to live. And so I knew I had to change. I wanted to change so desperately. Yeah. Um, and I mean, of course, we I mean, we spend so much money on different things, and personal development is often the often a thing that you. Um, that you save your money most of, uh, like you don't invest in personal development but you also you like invest in partying and I don't know in different stuff yeah um, and buying things buying material things but um, the investment that you do actually for personal development is um, um, is one of the greatest investments that benefits you, can do. you for the rest yeah. of your life yeah so yeah and about the credit card <laughs> I love it uh, <laughs> Sometimes I have people reach out and they're a bit, so uh, I offer a free intro chat when I do, uh, you know, for people that are interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching, which is maybe not available anymore when you watch this video or maybe not as readily available, time will tell. Yeah. But anyway, 
So that, that's what I offer. And then there's a free 20 minute intro chat. And during that intro chat, I kind of gauge where the person is at. I share what I, what I might be able to do for them. And I basically get an, uh, get an honest assessment. Okay, can I help this person or not? And usually that's a yes. And you know, it felt like it was gonna be a yes for this guy as well. But, uh, <clears throat> but when I noticed, uh, I probably noticed quite some hesitation with him and I've had it in the past where people then you know they then they don't follow through they're like oh I'll do it at some point and blah 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 so, so I said no you know put your put your money where your mouth is <laughs> send over the cash for me yeah. to get started yeah yeah I mean you, you, you lay it off you know you you don't uh, you don't follow through right you, you just say okay well one time like I don't know I'll do it next week yeah. and um, I really committed to at least 30 minutes EFT each day. And so for me, in the, especially during the first sessions, um, I mean, I talked about things that I talked about for the first time in my life, talking mm. about acceptance, self-compassion, um, all those things. Like if you would have asked me, do you accept yourself? I would say, yes, of course. I mean, yeah. Why not? I'm a big guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, but if you like think about it a little longer, like, do you really accept yourself, especially having anxiety, especially um, for me, it was a tremendous um, self criticism because of certain things that I didn't accomplish, for example. Um, so I didn't accept myself at all. I didn't have compassion for myself at all. Mm. No, nothing. Mm -hmm. And I was super hard on myself. And that, you know, led to a crisis where it got worse and worse. And, um, you know, then you experience, I mean, you object, like, objectively, you experience um, failures. And, you know, you get into those failures and you, you make them, these failures really big. And, yep. uh, and then your self, um, uh, yeah, your self-worth is declining, you know. Yep. So, so that was pretty intense for me. And... Um, and EFT was just the way to to release that um, because at some point in your life it you know it it's just ingrained in your body I think yeah so, and all this energy can, can I <clears throat> can I say something about uh, what, what the issue was sure. with without getting sure we can always edit it out <laughs> yeah sure. um, what what I remember you come from a family where achievement is, is, is high it's it's an important value and um, you know you're a smart guy and it is often said to you as well that you're a smart guy and so there's a certain pressure that comes with that right. and when you because uh, as Nihat said I suffered from social anxiety for three or four years because it happened after a big breakdown right right and it was like a period that 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 breakdown was a period a very very difficult period but that period itself while we needed to address that with uh, tapping and you know whatever else we used um, it wasn't that period that was the actual problem I mean that was just an accumulation of an explosion right. of, of the, the crappy patterns that were going on under the surface already and so then you know, when we started to address that, <clears throat> well, yeah, we end up talking about concepts like self-acceptance, self-compassion, 
uh, not being so hard on yourself. You're getting rid of these ideas that there's something wrong with you, and it's, it's, yeah, it's it's a. When you're in a pretty bad way, it's a progression over time. We talked about this earlier. You know, you you, you tell them you thought that it was going to be. I have to yeah. address this. You know. Um, yeah. So for me, uh, I was like on the verge of the solution. So I thought about you know, um, I'll just have to do this one thing, and then every problem is just going away and so I really I really thought okay I have to say this one sentence I have to change this one belief and everything will be fine then. <laughs> and uh, so so you said actually in the first uh, session well it's 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 not you know one it can be maybe one session but it's not usual that your social anxiety you know goes from here to zero, but it's like a constant development, you know? And um, so I felt that too, especially after sessions. Um, I mean, it's like, you know, you, you have that wound and you, you know, you, you, you pull it out. And I mean, that hurts, you know, you uh, talk about things that are not comfortable. And, um, and especially if you do the sessions, you're just, you know, um, your whole energy is, you know, circling around and everything is, uh, it's pretty intense, so it can be that after a session, that you're that you're just exhausted. Yeah. And uh, especially one or two days after that, it it's you know kind of shifty. And um, but if 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 you if you continue to do it and if you put a lot of effort in, so actually all my spare time, like in, in the in the in this really hard period, all my spare time. I invested in, in, you know, EFT and listening to podcasts, listening to different videos, uh, doing EFT, talking about it um, um, with some persons. I didn't really, you know, talk about it in my whole friend, uh, you know, with all my friends, but um, just investing time in it. And if you, um, if you do that, then, you know, then... Uh, ease and solutions come come your way, and then you you get you know you get you get release, and uh, you move past your social anxiety and at some point. And then in a social situations like now, you just feel relaxed. You feel okay mm. how you are, mm. even though I still make <clears throat> mistakes and still have failures. And um, it's just a deep, like ingrained belief in yourself. It's not like a conscious thought. It's rather a belief. Or a, uh, like a feeling. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll get to the point of how you feel now and how things go and, and that kind of stuff. But I remember there was a particular moment where you actually made a a, a big shift. Yeah, negatively or no, positively. positively. Yeah. Do you do you remember that or not? Um. Well, it's you quite came a back lot. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, there was one where you came like. Oh, my anxiety is gone. Yeah. It's all amazing. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks after, I was like, "And eh, there's still some shit going on." <laughs> but do you remember or not? Um, I don't remember. Don't that remember? No. All right. I don't know the exact details. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's leave. It's it. not over a year, one and a half years ago. So right. Yeah. Our last session was about a year and a half ago. Last session was, uh, I think, I don't know, nine months ago. Nine months ago. One, one year. Yeah. Okay. But at that time, it was already a lot lot better than yeah. it was i yeah. think we had a long pause between that right so right right because yeah. sometimes there's 
some more things to clear up. So if we keep the same example of the 77 parts, we get rid of 67 parts, then there's still 10 little more parts to go. And uh, you know, like you said earlier, I still have some anxiety sometimes. Um, you know, and that's just, okay, there's a little bit more to go. But, right. you know, anyway. So, yeah, what else did I want to say? About sessions themselves. You said, yeah, you know, your energy is, is up and you're talking about things. Um, <clears throat> yes, and it can be uncomfortable. Was it uncomfortable to the point where you couldn't handle it? Um, like, was it uh, super painful? Like, because people might be, uh, you know, thinking like, well, it's not something yeah. I can handle. Like, what um, it was this like this point I can't handle it was prior to the sessions okay. um, so prior to reaching out for help because I always thought well you know I can I can handle everything and I can do that and prior to that um, because I like I went through a situation for, for two years where yeah my, my workplace was very toxic I would say and I lived in a different city I uh, worked very long hours didn't have like family or friends in that city and um, so it was like a toxic environment for two years and after those two years um, yeah pretty had a like a I don't know like a breakdown and I was like I was it was it was pretty intense and um, so so during that time when it like when I reached bottom uh, at some point of course I thought uh, well I'm not sure how I, how I can handle that you know? yeah and um, and that was the time where you know where I read about the problems and uh, I wanted you know I was always curious I, I I knew okay there's something wrong here you know I feel so I feel so down and I mean I had a lot of friends before that and then after after a period of time I you know I saw okay well I don't you know do anything with them anymore and it was just really painful time and I wasn't even looking for that. Like I was trying to have less and less social uh, interactions, you know. Yeah. So that was that was the most painful time, and uh, not having a solution for this problem was the most painful experience mm. because you feel helpless. Right, right, right. Yeah. That is very scary. So, I can so that as well. So that is like, okay, now I got the shit going, but I don't. I don't know how to right. how to solve that. How do I get out of the misery? Yeah. yeah, I don't even know what I'm dealing with. Yeah, yeah. So that was probably the most painful part. And then, um, you want know let, let me let me yeah. share something about that. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting, funny story. Uh, this is maybe I don't know six seven years ago, and I was in the Philippines at the time, and we. Uh, <clears throat> When I would drink, I wouldn't have any social anxiety. So I drank a lot, <laughs> a lot. And uh, so one night we were partying and uh, then we took the, the bus at 4 a.m. after drinking and then arrived at this island at 6, 7 in the morning, then slept for two hours. And then we took the boat after two hours of sleep. My Filipino friends are hardcore travelers. <laughs> you know, they don't beat around the bush. We took a, uh, this really noisy boat for two hours out to go to this other island where we were going to snorkel. And I went out with my fins and I had just learned freediving, which is where you go down on a single breath of air. 
Anyway, I went down and I saw one of these uh, fishes that, you know, they, they do one, I forgot what the name of it, but they make one sweep like this and they go really fast. And you don't usually see them that often. So I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And I went on the water, followed the fish around, you know, did that a couple of times, super out of breath, came back, then walked to my friends. And then all of a sudden, like it felt like I was uh, having like an out of body experience, but not like a cool one, a fucking terrifying <laughs> one, like a complete panic. I'm like, oh my God, what's happening to me? And I felt extremely scared. I already spoke a bit of the local language but they were speaking Filipino amongst each other and I felt completely disconnected from them, like they were strangers and I was like, my heart was beating like crazy and I had like a proper anxiety attack, like a panic attack, but mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going on. So I'm tapping, tapping didn't work, you know, I was hardly calming <laughs> down. And then, uh, you know, uh, eventually we left quite soon and I was still having a panic attack, maybe for, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes long, or at least I felt, wow. still felt super, super bad. And then we left, and I threw my my um, my towel into the, the the back of the boat that we left with, or my pants or whatever it was. And then um, we took off. And then uh, soon I realized when I wanted to grab my wallet for something that my wallet was gone. So my wallet had fallen into, wa into the water. Or no, what was it? No, I I took long story long long ago. I took my pants. And my wallet fell out of the water, fell oh. into the water. So we stopped the boat and I'm still freaking out, having a panic. I actually didn't care about my wallets. Like, okay, there's money in there. There's maybe some stuff in there, but I don't care. You know, I'm feeling really scared. I don't know what's yeah. going on. So anyway, we all go into the water to look for my freaking wallet. And uh, that takes like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Eventually we give up. We can't find it. We'll go back into the boat. And... Um, you know, I, I sit in the front of the boat and my, my girlfriend, Amy, at the, comes to me, she's like, what's going on with you? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I just feel really, really scared and weird and like I'm not here and blah, blah, blah. And you know, my heart's, and I'm describing the, the experiences. She's like, ah, oh, you're just having a panic attack. I have those, I have those sometimes at home. I'm like, really? And that gave me like a, a sense of relief. I'm like, oh, okay, there's, there's something that, you know, there's a name for what I'm experiencing. And it's not that I'm going completely crazy and I'm totally losing my mind here. And then later on when I got home, I, uh, I looked up panic attack and I'm like, oh my God, all those symptoms are exactly what I experienced. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I knew what it was, right? And then um, I you know, did a bit of research, uh, then started doing sessions around that panic attacks. That was the first one that I got. Um, and then I was I was afraid of scary movies for a while, <laughs> yeah, like afraid of sensitive conversations for a bit. But it didn't last that long. That's why I don't talk about it so much because it was it was dealt with relatively quickly. Because I now knew what it was, and now I just brought it yeah. to a practitioner and worked on it. And soon that wasn't a problem anymore. But you know, just to relate to like I couldn't I didn't know what I was dealing with, and also when I started working on my issues, on my anxiety and everything. I also didn't know that I had social anxiety. I just know that I felt super insecure, shame, blushing, all of that kind of crap. And uh, only later on I realized, oh, this is actual social anxiety, wow. So it's, it's quite helpful to know that uh, you know, these symptoms that you're experiencing, you know, racing heart, lumping your throat, <laughs> worrying about what people think, 
afraid of disapproval or rejection or embarrassing yourself that that's an actual thing that, that you can do something about exactly and uh, I mean you some like often you feel very alone you think mm. you're the only person mm. that experience that is experiencing social anxiety yeah. uh, in the world and it's just not like that because yeah. Um, sadly, there there are a lot of millions, yeah. tens of millions, hundreds of millions, and um, and also for me, it was very um, it was very uh, relieving, or it was a big relief for me to uh, to study uh, the anxiety in itself, like what is really happening, because mm. um, at that time I just believed that something is wrong with me. Yeah, but those symptoms there's nothing wrong with them right they actually helped you or helped us for I don't know ten thousands of years yes because the anxiety was just it's just a defense mechanism you know it's yep. the fight flight freeze response yeah so you um, so back in the time where you I don't know you for example you saw a tiger and uh, you you had the same symptoms like your your heart was was beating faster you know to put blood in your body um, the blood went through your you know arms and and um, and feet to run faster um, your digestion was stopped um, your immune system was stopped and that's why also people get sick um, um, a lot faster because when they live in anxiety your immune system is you know yeah. is paused. stress decreases uh, right. your your immune functioning right immune functioning yeah, right. right so so all those things to read about them was was a little bit for me was a little bit of relief that I understand okay what is going on yeah and then it just comes to you know a certain part in your brain called the amygdala um, which is like a, like like a tiny thing um, which works actually just like a like a like a checklist, and you know if, if we're born um, as a baby, we don't have that much on the checklist. It's like uh, I think it's uh, heights and, and maybe dark things and fear of falling, fear of loud noises. Those are yeah, inborn. Rest right, is all learned. Right, and yeah. and so so that also explains. Okay, a baby reaches out to a candle, and you know the baby doesn't know that it's getting hot. So yeah. so the baby learns. Okay. I should do that. Yeah. So, and that's that's also related to social anxiety because we at some point we had an experience that was painful, either related to social to social interaction or something like that, or not, or yeah. not, often not. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And um, and then you know your amygdala stores it. Okay, this is not safe to be in that you know situation. Yeah. And um, so I learned. Okay, maybe. It, you know, it's just something that is saved in my subconscious, and this activates all this defense mechanism. But you know, looking at it, you know, I can work on it, and I can work. Uh, I can, you know, re redesign my subconscious. And if I do that, then there is no need to, you know, to to fire off the fight, flight, freeze response. So that was, you know, for me, it was really relieving just to understand the the, the things. Um, um, because I just thought you know something is wrong. Yeah, you know? I just I'm just the one guy in right. the world that right. that's weird. You know, in therapy land, uh, they say so. what is what is uh, most personal is most universal. Yeah, you know what we think is the most. You know, nobody deals with this kind of feeling, or nobody feels like that, or nobody does this weird kind of stuff, or thinks these bizarre kind of thoughts. Well, yes, you know, we do. 
you know? Right. And uh, definitely. Okay. So, all right. So how's, how's life been since? How are things now? Um, well, a lot better. Um, um, I mean, of course, there are some, some situations where I feel, uh, well, I still feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, there's some situations where I, you know, where I don't feel natural having eye contact. So, but they're, they're very subtle things. And, um, right now I'm actually, I haven't practiced EFT for several weeks now. And, um, I do it once, once in a while when I, you know, experience a certain situation, um, then I, then I practice it, but life has since been a complete change. And, um, like prior to the social anxiety I've never I would have never read a self-development book because my belief was yeah you know what should they tell me about life I was like arrogant and mm -hmm. and just you know I don't know and since since then I I think I have a, a total different um, experience of life um, a lot more deep uh, and a lot more um, a lot more connection like real connection mm. not just you know um trying to i don't know to 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 you know i don't know be 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 a good you know be, be a good person or you know to to experience some some pleasure you know um but to to really think about stuff and think about think about it deeply and so this has changed and uh, besides that, I changed my job. I'm self-employed now. I created a business. I'm a founder. And um, I've done s so many things that I probably wouldn't have done without my social anxiety. So, so in retrospect, all, this, all these things that I went through is now an asset and is now something I learned from, you know? So, and that actually, um, if you go through a period like that, you actually change the meaning of what you're experiencing mm. because the meaning within your uh, like when you're in social anxiety the meaning is that's terrible and i want to get rid of it as fast as i can but once you're you know you move past that you look back and you you realize positive things about your social anxiety even though even though that sounds probably crazy when you're like in the middle of it yeah but once you pass that you have such a you have you have a gift actually um, that you can take and you can yeah you can change your life and uh, um, just have a complete different experience in this world yeah so, yeah so the meaning is really changing yeah that's that's the same for me uh, in fact I made a video about this uh, not not too long ago saying uh, you know you have social anxiety that's awesome or something <laughs> something provoking like that uh, because it kind of forces you if you take the opportunity to look inside yourself and heal what needs to be healed. And so you get a lot better relationship with yourself, you get a lot better relationship with other people. Like most, uh, when, you're in, when you're in suffering and you don't know what you're dealing with, you're unconsciously suffering. But once you become aware of the problem that you have and you then start taking the steps to actually get rid of that problem, then um, you know, once you've gotten rid of the problem, 
you do so much better than how you did before you had the problem. Um, this is probably my worst explanation ever, but basically what I'm trying to say is like, um, most people just want, okay, they have social anxiety and they're like, okay, I just want to not have social anxiety anymore. Yeah, all right, that's one thing, but there's so much more to just not having social anxiety anymore. Once you no longer have social anxiety, by going through that process of transformation, you'll have uh, such a deeper life experience, so much more skill, so much more self-awareness, so much more maturity, so much more uh, compassion and all of that kind of stuff. And those are benefits that, uh, that you carry with you for the rest of your life. And uh, you know, I'm 34 now, so I have a bit more perspective on this longer uh, thing. Like when I was in my 20s, I wanted everything like quick, fix now you know two weeks one session should all be gone but now I realize like wow you know there are certain things that when I spend a year on it or when when I spend two or three years on it that's gonna benefit me for the rest of my 60 years here you know social anxiety in most cases is something like that uh, for people not saying it takes you three years to overcome your social anxiety it's usually not necessary but I'm, I'm just saying this in general you know, uh, this is a problem that's that's worth putting your time, effort, and energy in. So that's right. Yeah, and and how do you feel when you're in a social situation? You know, when you're with other people. Um, right now, or yeah, yeah right now I'm pretty, uh, yeah, pretty relaxed. I mean, it always depends uh, on on probably sometimes on, on who's attending, but uh, um, I feel pretty relaxed, and I, you know concentrate now on you know what is being said and I can think of uh, there's a like you can you can probably think of there's a little storm going on in your head and um, you're just trying to fix things in that moment and you don't really you're not really calm and you're not really concentrating on, on what is being said so so this storm is now pretty much over and I I'm, I'm just a little like so much calmer and so much. Um, so, there's so much less criticism about my person mm. um, that I used to have, mm. uh, and that's that's probably the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest. And how does that make you feel towards yourself versus uh, how it was? Well, of course, a lot better. And I mean, if you're constantly, you know, thinking about your movements, thinking about what you've done right, but what you, what you've done wrong, um, focusing on, on what you've done wrong, then um, then of course you you have a bad experience, a bad life experience, because you, you're constantly thinking about okay, I didn't do this right, okay, I should have done that better, yeah, and um, and this becomes a subconscious belief that you're just not good enough, um, and all those things I have never, I would have never thought about these things without you know social anxiety mm. um so once i address that um it has it has just relieved relieved uh it was just a big relief um and now i i think more about you know my positive things that i did and so yeah it's just a complete life a different life experience awesome yeah yeah nice man i'm happy for you good times and um, yeah, and everything, of course, uh, 
um, I definitely have to say that um, because yeah, you paved a new way, you know. So there's, um, I mean, coaches always say, well, you did it, and it was you know your work, but um, we, you know, as as I call the students. Uh, we also need a coach and need a teacher that you know that is showing us a new way of life you know and i definitely have several of them but uh of course our sessions were probably the biggest you know the biggest impact um that i had on my social anxiety because um this technique really works so, yeah yeah so so thank you um again for that and um, it was every every minute was worth it that I invested. Mm. So thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. David always says to me when I uh, when I'm very grateful at the end of a session, he always says uh, says to me, "Okay, that's that's a good contract that we've got going. You do all the hard work, I get all the credit." <laughs> so I stole that from him. Yeah. So I say that as well. But uh, yeah, this technique and various other ones that fall under the umbrella of energy psychology yeah. really does work. It's it's amazing what it can do, and uh, you know, I'm I'm happy for you uh, that you've uh, that your your life has shifted around not just in the social area but also because you know, your self esteem increases and your self compassion. You just have a nicer life experience, and then you take yourself with you everywhere you go. And so then other areas of your life can start to improve as well, you know, being self-employed and that kind of stuff. Right. So, yeah, awesome. Well, nice work. You've done all the hard work. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. Uh, appreciate this. It's going to help a lot of people. Um, so, awesome. Do we have anything uh, famous to say? Um, this is it. Yeah. yeah. I've, well, one thing maybe for me it was always helpful to see, you know, to see persons that... <laughs> you know, went through it that had the same problems. And that was also the reason why I reached out to you because um, you've experienced all of that and you you took it and you did something positive with it. Mm. And uh, so, I mean, if you have social anxiety, just, you know, keep working on it. And sometime along the way, you, you will see differences. You will see progress. And I think progress always equals happiness. Oh, that's also a Tony Robbins saying. <laughs> But um, but I really believe that, and I think um, once I saw progress with my social anxiety, it was it was the, like the starting point. It was a complete different experience from there. Yeah. So yeah, just keep working on it. Exactly. All right. Well, this was uh, Sebastian from SocialAnxietySolutions.com. I also have a podcast. You might be listening to this on the podcast. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I also have a YouTube channel. That's where this uh, video is from. If you're listening on the podcast, you're just listening to the audio. My YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash Sebastian Duck. S-E-B-A-S-T-I-A-A-N-D-O-C. And um, uh, yeah, if you're watching this video and you want to uh, check out the podcast where I have tons of interviews that you don't find on my channel, um, you want to go to iTunes or Spotify and type in social anxiety solutions. Um, anything else that I can pimp out right now? Uh, I have a uh, product that I just released called Create Incredible Emotional Control. And I also have a the first ever online social confidence community that is not open for registration right now. 
But uh, it's perfect marketing. Yeah, right it is fantastic marketing. I'm so good at this. Get out your credit card. No, and um, I have a free social confidence starter kit where you can give this a go for yourself. You can go to my website, click on Overcome SA for free or some button that I have there, very specific, or just click the link under this video and you'll get 10 free videos where I uh, teach you the basics of the technique and I guide you through an experience of it so you can feel those shifts and changes in your body. So take action, actually do something, click there right now or do whatever else you want. <laughs> and uh, thanks again. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Now, if you want to overcome your social anxiety as quickly as possible without having to forcefully face your fears, I have something really unique for you. I'm giving away my free social confidence starter kit. Now, this kit is something quite special. It consists of my 22-page ebook and an 11-part video course. And through it, you'll learn about the most effective technique that I've used to overcome my own social anxiety. And this is also the, my primary technique when helping my clients to become calm and at ease in social situations. And by the way, it's not deep breathing or changing your thoughts or being mindful or you know, facing your fears, as I said earlier. And while it is free, you know, free often translates to crap, <laughs> this is the furthest thing from it. It's a very powerful resource. I've put quite some time and effort into putting this together for you. And uh, to give you an idea, I recently received a comment from someone saying that he reduced his social anxiety with 40% using this free starter kit alone. So to get this starter kit now, go to social-anxiety-solutions.com forward slash bonus. All right. Looking forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Bye for now.